it's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, the 49ers faithful? It is wonderful to be with you on this Thursday, right before Thursday Night Football. I wanted to get in an episode because the NFL, every single year, as they sit down and they look at their schedule, they bite it off into chunks, or game chunks at that. And so what you do is you divide 16 games, you divide in half, that's eight. You put it into a quarter, that's four. Well, guess what? The 49ers just finished their third quarter of the season. <laughs> Didn't finish it well, but they did finish it. So what I want today to focus on, we're going to go through some injuries, some roster updates, things like that. But I want this to be, I'm putting my teacher's hat on. I can't help it. It's who I is. Uh, <laughs> we're going to give a report card grade to the offense, the defense, individuals, the run game, the passing game, all those different things. We're going to go through all those. Um, every single rank that I could possibly find for every single category and chop it up. Where do they fit? The one being the best, 32. There's 32 teams in the NFL. That's the absolute worst. So that's what we have today, and that's what we're going to jump into. As always, got to say, much love for the Countdown crew. I am loving it. Usually we don't go on Thursdays, but again, we lost a day this week. So because of Monday Night Football, that's okay. We just get to cram our week into a narrower window. And hey, anytime we get to talk 49ers football, I feel like it's a win. So I just want to say thank you for everybody that's showing up. Absolutely love it. What's up, Curtis? Glad to be with you and the Countdown crew. Now, first off, we've got a couple congratulatory messages we have to put out there. Kevin Givens, who has been balling out. He has been playing wonderful. Um, I think that he has earned a spot as a starting defensive tackle. Well, he was absent from practice yesterday for a personal reason. We found out today why. He has a new kiddo. Congratulations to Kevin Givens. There are things more important than football at times, and the birth of your child definitely has to be up there at that list. Now, because of 2020 sucking so much continuously, guess what? We don't get Kevin Givens this week because of the COVID protocols, because he stepped away from the team facilities to go be with his family um, during the birth of his new child. He does not get to play this Sunday. He has to miss Sunday. Uh, I ain't even mad. Ain't even mad. He was going to start this Sunday. Not mad. Um, again, as I can say, I love football more than any other human being I have ever met. And I've coached for a long time. I've played for a long time. I've been a huge fan. I don't care. Um, football is so important to me. I would not be the man I am. I didn't really have a father figure growing up. Football was where I learned everything from respect to work ethic to all these things. Um, I love football. This is more important. It sucks that it was this week. DJ Jones is hurt. Uh, we don't know when he's going to be back. He's not practicing. So it does seem like we could be out Kevin Givens and we could be out DJ Jones. He's still a probable. We'll get some more information out on that probably tomorrow, Friday. Um, but, man, it is looking like Javon Kinlaw and Kentavious Street. Oh, my God. 
It hurts to say it. <laughs> the more I watch of number 95 on the field, just the worse I feel about life in general. Uh, he's that bad. And the fact that he could be starting this week versus Washington does not help in the least. Now, good news uh, with the Washington. We'll have to wait and see how their injuries play out. But they're between the tackles runner, rookie um, Gibson. He looks like he's going to be out this week. So you're going to get a heavy dose of Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick, uh, who used to be with Seattle. They're in between runner. They don't really have. So that helps us out a little bit. But it hurts. You know, having DJ Jones out, who has been the starter, I think Kevin Givens has earned that starting role and taken over DJ Jones personally, but we might be out without both of them. So that really, really hurts this week. Um, that, that's going to be something to monitor because, again, Contavious Street, I don't even think should be on an NFL roster, let alone starting, but 2020 in a nutshell, that's kind of where we're at. Also, positive news, huge positive news. Eric Armstead, congratulations. Every single team, all 32, get to nominate their own Walter Payton Man of the Year. This is a huge honor. Um, I really wish it gets a lot of publicity on Twitter, which I love. I They can't make it a bigger deal. I, I, that's just how I feel personally. These go to people that are active in their community and having a positive impact on the communities they live. Eric Armstead from Sacramento. He started the Armstead Project. Um, and basically what he does is he spends a lot of money, a lot of time going around to elementary schools, creating um, equity and education for the poor community, making sure reading to kids. I think he's read for over 25 plus elementary schools just since the season has started. The guy's all over the place. And so I just want to say congratulations to him. And a question was asked today in the press conference to Robert Sala, his defensive coordinator. What would you say about Eric Armstead's um, impact on the locker room and just character overall? And here's what the defensive coordinator had to say about Eric Armstead. Yeah, to, to answer the first question with regards to Eric's personality, his character, uh, he, he is such a genuine human being. Um, you know, you, you see him, if you just see him in person, you just see this mountain of a man. And, uh, but what you don't, what, what you will never understand is, is, unless you speak to him, is just how thoughtful and how calculated and how smart the man is. Um, he's so much more than just a football player, uh, especially off the field. I mean, the guy's just got uh, a fantastic mind and he's, he's very bright. So well deserving of, of the nominee that he did, he did receive. As far as the sack. Um, and, and so I cut him off there because he goes off on another tangent there, but I wanted to make sure that we just give credence to what type of human being this is and just how he has taken such a leadership role and how the players flock to his personality. A lot can be talked about Eric Armstead's play on the field. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I am not one of the people that is upset with Armstead's performance this year. And whenever we go through these grades, it becomes very apparent where he has been successful and where he hasn't. Um, you can make the argument he is one of the best, if not the best, run-stuffing defensive ends in the NFL. Now, it's not sexy. It's not <laughs> where most people earn their money. They want it in the passing game. But uh, that just hasn't happened this year. And... Some of that has to go on Armstead's shoulders. That's fine. Uh, he's definitely not going to reach double-digit sacks like he did last year. But believe you me, if this defense did not have Eric Armstead out there, who's been healthy all year, he's played very, very well all year, he hasn't had any bad games, 
it would be a lot worse. Uh, no doubt about that. A uh, couple questions and comments just real quick. Uh, Tim says this, love you're doing this on a Thursday. Still in the office. That will help make the time pass. I love it, man. Enjoying uh, <laughs> talking football while on the clock. I love it. Ben says, countdown crew all the way from Australia down under. I would do a an accent, but I'm pretty sure it would be offensive to everybody, even the non-Australians. But uh, thank you, Ben, from around the world. Love it, man. That is freaking awesome. Jason says this. It should be an interesting report card this year. It's not a good one. You know, if you just step back and you look over the last five games, the 49ers are 1-4. and 1-4. Um, that's not going to help <laughs> your causes at all. Now, the losses, you look at the teams, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Bills, all of them top-tier teams. But that's the NFL, and you've got to win. You've got to win. Um, it's what it is. Anthony says, is Debo out this Sunday? No, he is not going to be out. He missed yesterday's practice with a foot contusion, having nothing to do, Anthony, with the prior Jones fracture that kept him out earlier. He just took a knee to the foot during the game, uh, had some swelling. Kyle Shanahan even said yesterday, if it was imperative, he could have went yesterday. They're just resting him. Uh, that's what it is. So, uh, Shot Jay says, hit that like button. Yes, if you are listening live, first off, you are the best. Second, hit that like button. It helps us out tremendously with metrics, numbers, subscription numbers, recommended videos with YouTube and all other platforms. So that is a huge help. Doesn't cost anything. Just hit that thumbs up. Positive attitude. I love it. Uh, Ryan says, best 49ers podcast. Thank you for what you do, John. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, man, I listen to Niners podcasts nonstop. I, I, it, it's pretty cool just being mentioned with a lot of those other ones. Um, you know, I've been guests on them. They've been guests on here. It's pretty cool. I love the 49ers community. We're so damn spoiled. <laughs> we are so spoiled as a fan base. You know, I talk to friends that are, you know, fan bases of, you know, the Falcons and some other things. I've got some family in Georgia. There's not much out there. It's like one or two tops. I think we've got probably seven or eight quality 49ers podcasts. Uh, I put myself in there, but, um, I wouldn't put myself above any of the other ones. Let's jump into the grades. Here we go. Again, three-fourths of the season done. Now, the overall <laughs> record of the 49ers kind of signifies where we are, right? Five and seven. Uh, not ideal, but we have 12 games down. We only have four left, and I didn't think we were going to get here. I really did not believe. I thought that the, four, the NFL season would start. I didn't think it'd finish. It's starting to look like after the Ravens and... Uh, Pittsburgh fiasco. If they didn't cancel that game or postpone that game, well, they did postpone it a few times. They're not canceling anything. I think it was almost like 25 players were out and none bigger than Lamar Jackson. So I think we are going to finish the season. And I do believe that the playoffs will move forward. But man, it, put it into perspective, right? If you could have said, hey, we might not have an NFL season, which is what it was looking like right before it kicked off. If you could have said, hey, we're going to make it through 12 games, you'd be like, I'll take it. <laughs> 2020 sucks so bad. A 12-game regular season, you got to be happy with it. So let's go over the offense, the good and the bad. Again, all of these grades are ranked 1 through 32, 1 being the best, 32 being dead last. And unfortunately, we don't have really any top-tier rankings for our offense. Nothing in the top three. This is a Kyle Shanahan coach team that has a lot of pride. You look at it last year, uh, top five in almost every metric possible. Injuries, 
um, injuries and um, injuries have had their way with that. The best rankings for the 49ers come from Pro Football Focus, the fourth overall best run-blocking group. Um, I, I think that is a fair assessment. Even if you look at people that have struggled mightily this year, whether that's Mike McGlinchey, oh, yeah, he's so many miscues. Whether it's Daniel Brunskill at guard or at center or Colton McKivitz, yeah, they struggle in the pass game. They do not struggle in the run game. They do a hell of a job. Um, so the fourth best run blocking group total, the fifth best receiving group total. A lot of that has to do with what type of receptions they are. We don't throw the ball deep. Um, I was pretty shocked. Um, we did have Nick Mullins showed up this week. The top five deepest passes of week 13, Nick Mullins had the second deepest pass with 54 air yards. What the hell? <laughs> I, I remember seeing it in the game and going crazy because I didn't know we were allowed to throw it deep. Uh, I thought Kyle Shanahan took like a bet where he just won't allow anybody to throw it over 15 yards deep. But yeah, the second deepest pass in the NFL in all of Week 13 belonged to none other than Nick Mullins. He only attempted one that deep. The rest were all shallow. Sixth most rushing touchdowns in the NFL with 16 total. Those are great numbers. You'd like them to be a little bit higher. Got stuffed at the one how many times versus the Bills. Uh, that hurt pretty bad. 13th in passing yards and 14th in total yards. That's it. Out of about 20 statistical categories. That's it. That's all we got. The offense has been trash this year. It's been very, very bad. A lot of it's just because of the quarterback play. Uh, whether that was an injured Jimmy Garoppolo or Nick Mullins, it's just not getting it done. Now let's look at it the other side. The worst offensive ratings, okay, starting at the very, very worst. 30th, remember this is out of 32 teams. 30th in the NFL in interceptions with 14 interceptions. Are you kidding me? 29th in the NFL in total turnovers with 22. I, I think that's probably the clearest definition of why this team can't win games. Because offensively, you're just turning the damn ball over. You have to go back one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks before the last time the 49ers did not commit two or more turnovers in the game. Seven weeks straight. Of two or more, <laughs> you've got a four-turnover game versus the Saints, a three-turnover game versus the Rams, which you somehow won miraculously. The offense just can't get out of the damn way. And the problem of that is, guess what? It translates to touchdowns. 23rd worst in passing touchdowns. So we have 21 passing touchdowns and a team high, 22 total turnovers lost. We have more turnovers than we have passing touchdowns. And in 2020, that's not going to win games. Back when Troy Aikman was quarterback, you can look at him. He barely has a positive touchdown-to-interception ratio, but that was in a different game. It was Emmitt Smith and running the ball and all those things. That doesn't work anymore. This is the chief number one stat. People want to talk about pass rush. You want to talk about defense, whatever. Nope. Turnovers. Losing teams make their own mistakes, and that's what the 49ers have done. Again, seven straight weeks. Seven. Before we had less than two turnovers. And again, you want to make it even worse. You had, you know, against the first game versus the Rams, we had no turnovers. But the two previous games before that, three turnovers, three turnovers. So you can make the argument in, in what was that be? Six, seven, eight, eight out of the last nine games. You have had at least two turnovers in eight of the last nine games. 
there's your microcosm for why the 49ers are have the record they have, 5 and 7. It's not because of Nick Bosa, okay? Yeah, it hurts Nick Bosa for sure. Nick Bosa is incredible. He'd be up there with, you know, defensive player of the year. But I don't care. If you're turning the ball over at least two times in eight out of nine games, don't expect to win. That's not winning football. Um, you've got to fix that. You have to. 28th in the NFL on allowing um, fourth down conversions to be denied. We only have four of 12 fourth down conversions or 33%, one third. Not good. 28th in the NFL from a passing unit as a whole from Pro Football Focus. 24th in the NFL pass blocking. Not going to cut it with this offense. And I would say that has a lot to do with our turnover um, numbers, why they're so high. 23rd in the NFL in passing touchdowns, as I said. Uh, 21st, this one was crazy to me. This one is kind of the anomaly in Kyle Shanahan's numbers. 49ers offense is 21st in the NFL in rush yards per attempt. 4.1 yards per rush per attempt. That is trash in a Kyle Shanahan offense. Usually he is guaranteed top five, and you can go back to his play caller days at Washington. They are always near the top. And whenever you look at the idea that, guess what? We have the fourth best run blocking group from Pro Football Focus. So why is that so low? It's so low because we cannot go against a team that doesn't sell out to stop the run. It's great. We're getting the blocks. But whenever they have eight guys in the box and we're blocking with six, it doesn't matter if the blocks are good or not because they have two extra guys. And that has transmitted to this poor number. Also injuries. Um, how many games did we just have Jarek McKinnon and Tevin Coleman or something else? It just didn't work. We don't have the talent. And we can't get guys out of the box because we cannot throw it deep. One deep pass in three games isn't going to cut it. And then the last rank for the offense, 20th. 20th in points scored. That is not, <laughs> we were second last year in points scored. Um, so that's kind of where we are, man. It, it, it's a mess. I don't like it. it. There's definitely some major issues, but there is some good. Will a quarterback fix all those? No, absolutely not. There are people that have to do some things here. They, they've got to change some things. There's no doubt about that. Anyway, um, Let's go through. Let's talk about just a couple other things that are going on here because, man, you know, looking through the chat, I love it. Matthew says, Seattle and Kansas City are ineligible for man of the year. Thank you so much. Um, I There's no doubt that the Seahawks and the Chiefs have some good humans on their team, but there is also no doubt that there are coaches, Pete Carroll, and it's kind of weird how often Andy Reid just gets a complete pass because he's so beloved, and maybe rightfully so, but they target players that <laughs> hit women, <laughs> violent crimes. They love them they, the most in the NFL, more than the Raiders, more than the Cowboys, more than the Patriots, uh, which says a lot. Seattle and Kansas City, I'm with you 100%, Matthew. They should be exempt from this and have to go do mandatory community service for the hurt that they bring to their communities. Um, it, it, it's, it's really weird. You know, my boys are incredible. They're the best ever. Uh, I know I'm biased, but they know, I know about these players and my youngest is really big on this and we'll be watching some game. That's not the 49ers almost always. 
and somebody make a play and I'll cheer, right? And my, my youngest, he's 12, he'll go, man, do you like that kid, dad? Or do you like that player? I'll be like, yeah, I really like that player. And then I'll ask the second question, is he a good guy off the field? And then I'll say, yes, he is. Or I'll say, no, he's not. And I'll tell him exactly what he did. And you can see it registering because my youngest isn't the biggest football fan. He cares way more about people than other things. He's a gamer, whatever. Um, but it matters. And I don't want to support somebody like a Tyreek Hill or a you know, Frank Clark or whatever. You can go on and on and on. You can look into their past and just see the horrible things that they do. It, it matters. <laughs> We're talking about grown men playing with the ball. <laughs> but whenever it translates into the home and into the family and wearing the jerseys and doing all these things, you want that to be a positive for your family. I love it. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Niner Drag, I love this. This, is, this hurts. The 49ers have had two 100-yard games by a running back in our division since Kyle Shanahan has been coach. There's no doubt about that. I think the injuries play a huge uh, factor into that. But yeah, it, it's there's some issues. There's some issues. Um, from Fork Tall, <laughs> I like that. Fork Tall Devil. What is your opinion on the training staff? We have been injured ridden the past couple of years. Is it an issue with them at all? Maybe. Now you got to remember, we completely fired and brought everybody in a brand new <laughs> training staff two years ago because of all the injuries before the Super Bowl run. I don't know. We're having injuries on grass. We're having injuries on turf. We're having injuries on our practice field. There's just people. It's like dumb and dumber. Our, our birds' heads are falling off. <laughs> like, that's how it feels. Um, sorry to date myself there. Some people don't know what dumb and dumber is. You should go watch that. It's just bad. Um, you know, that question was asked to Raheem Mostert today about all the high ankle sprains. Because first, early on in the year, it was all MCLs. Now it's all ankle sprains. You're playing in a, um, in Arizona. That's a grass field. They grow their grass outside, then they roll in the field. That's one of the best playing surfaces in the entire NFL. We still got high ankle sprains going on. Uh, multiple. I don't know what a training staff could do for a high ankle sprain. I really, really don't. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, it, it, uh, possibly you look at the team that has the fewest injuries and then you just go hire their team. Uh, it, it'd probably be the Green Bay Packers. They've got to be at the list for sure. Sergio asked this question with the possibility of Jason Verrett and Sherman departing the team. I don't think we'll lose both. I think we'll lose one. Won't drafting a cornerback number one be priority um, against grabbing a rookie quarterback or a starting offensive lineman. One, uh, I love the positions you bring up because, yeah, those are question marks. Um, half of the 49ers fan base wants to trade up and get a top-tier QB. I understand that. Um, O-line, I don't care what quarterback you got. When you can't protect, that's a problem. And then, of course, corner. We have seen <laughs> two games, one in Miami, what happens when you don't have an outside corner, and number two, against Buffalo just now, whenever you don't have a nickel corner. What can happen to this defense? It disappears. Now, I don't think Verrett and Sherman leave. I think Verrett's going to be here to say. I think you signed him to a deal. The 49ers have spent almost zero, next to zero draft capital on the cornerback position. We spent a third-round pick on Akella Witherspoon the first year. After that, we spent a seventh-round pick on Tim Harris. That's it. That's it. We have not addressed the cornerback position at all. You brought in Sherman. You paid top dollar to bring Sherman in. That was a perfect signing. Played very, very well. Um, I know that this game against Buffalo was just, ugh. It was yuck. But, yeah, you're going to have to choose what you're going to spend on. Because you can't draft a corner, you can't draft a QB, and you can't get a starting offensive lineman. That's not happening this draft, especially when you consider we do not have a third-round pick. We have our first, second, um, no third-rounder. We have a fourth, two-fifths, a sixth, and two-sevenths. So we do have a little bit of extra playroom, but no third. Um, I don't know. If I had to decide right now... Um, you know, I'd be signing Jason Verrett, and I would probably be drafting a corner if those are my options. Because, again, the 49ers aren't going to be picking top 10. They're at 14 right now. You're not getting a starting quarterback at 14. The top four quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, uh, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance, whatever order you want to put them in, they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone by pick eight. Okay, So you're talking massive trade-up. Multiple first rounds. Look at the Patrick Mahomes trade, right? And again, this is a piss-poor example because everybody's like, whoa, 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 Patrick Mahomes, we can do that? None of these guys are Patrick Mahomes. Let me tell you this. There's one damn Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> one. It's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, there's not another one. Now, maybe in this draft, you somebody falls. Trey Lance probably is going to be the fourth option. Maybe he gets out of the top eight. Maybe he falls to 10. You might be able to trade up 14 to 10. If you're giving up a second round pick, but again, let's say you do that. That means you're not getting a corner. That means you're not getting a starting offensive lineman. Ah, it's rough, man. And you got to make these choices. They've they've got to happen somewhere. What's that look like? 
I don't know. We're going to spend so much more time on the draft. Believe you me, uh, <laughs> this offseason is going to be draft central, baby. Um, I swear, man, we're going to have it covered, especially if you're with us on Patreon. Um, it, probably one of the things I'm most proud of is my draft. <laughs> I've done seven-plus years of draft profiles and scouting of over 100, at least 100 prospects each year. And with the coaches' film and the scouting film and all those things, uh, we're going to get into it, man, more than you want to. <laughs> so let's just hold off on that. Real quick before we go through the defense and listen to Robert Sala, I wanted to give a chance just real quick to hear for a word from our sponsor, MyBookie. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That can't end. 2020 has been awful. And let's be honest, we all deserve a win. And we all deserve to have a little fun. So head over to the one place that guarantees that, and that's my bookie. There's only one sports book that doesn't care whether you're naughty or nice this year. They've got gifts for everyone. Bet NFL, NBA, all your favorite college sports and more. And here's the thing. Sign up today. Receive the ultimate stocking stuffer. A 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. 50% up to $1,000. That's incredible. That's a great place to start. But we all know Christmas is about what's under the tree. And in my bookie, that means huge deposit bonuses, epic giveaways, and free contests. They got them going all year round. It's simple. Head over to mybookie.ag. Enter in the promo code 49ers49ERS and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over there and let's get going. Let's get some winning going. This winner, bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. All right, here we go. Let's jump into some defensive rankings, the good and the bad. Now, not a shocker whatsoever. The defense has outplayed the offense for back-to-back -back years. Um, now, you go back to 2018, uh, defense was trash. It really was bad. It wasn't working. Um, with you, know, you had to force Buckner, and you had Eric Armstead, but it just wasn't good enough. Um, but once you added Nick Bosa and D Ford, everything just went through the roof. And we lost both those guys again this year. And the defense has, including DeForest Buckner, you might add, it's taken effect. But man, let's go through these numbers. The defense has played really, really well. The defense has played well enough to get us in the pro in, into the playoffs. It's the offense that's holding us back. Here we go. One through 32, one being the best, 32 being the worst. Fourth, um, fewest rushing touchdowns allowed. Fourth best tackling by Pro Football Focus. That's huge. We have not missed a lot of tackles. A lot of that has to do with Quan Alexander leaving or being injured, but still, that's huge. We were bad at that last year. Fourth best coverage grade from Pro Football Focus. Our corners have been lights out. A lot of that has to do with Jason Verrett. Um, Quan Williams has been elite. Even, dare I say it, Jimmy Ward when he's in the box. You put Jimmy Ward in the box, he's one of the best in the business. Put him back deep. Robert Sala doesn't know this. He's not good at that. Uh, one day he will see that. Six best total yards. Six best yards per rush. Only 3.9. That's awesome. Eighth best total defense from pro football focus. And that's kind of where the average of these numbers is going to be. We're top 10 defense with no pass rush. <laughs> so the coverage is great. Tackling's great. Run defense is great. Just no pass rush. Um, anyway, let's keep going. Eighth best on third down percentage, only 41%. Eighth fewest first downs. Ninth fewest rush attempts. That is so big, especially whenever you look at on the flip side and why rush attempts are so important. When the 49ers offense has over 26 rushing attempts this year, 
We're five and zero. Oh. How many wins do we have on the season? We got five. <laughs> it seems like a pretty simple uh, correlation between those two. Stop teams from running. You run the ball and control the clock. You win the game. Um, tenth most fumbles recovered with seven. Tenth fewest pass passing yards. Thirteenth in interceptions. Ten. And you can see we're getting closer and closer and closer to average. Sixteen is average. Now bad. Let's go to the flip side here. The worst category that this defense has is 22nd, and it comes at probably one of the most important times. Fourth down percentage. We can't stop people on fourth down. I don't understand it. Eight for 13 teams have been successful against the 49ers defense on third down. We just saw two of them against um, the Bills. That's 61%. That is a terrible number. 22nd in the NFL as a pass rushing unit from Pro Football Focus. We don't get a lot of pressure. We know that. 19th, yards per pass attempt, 6.5. We were number one. We were, last year in 2019, the 49ers defense was number one for the past two decades in yards per pass attempt. One of the best ever, seasons ever. This year, it's dropped considerably. A lot of big plays. Again, you look at the Miami game, and then you look at the Buffalo game. That's going to tell you why. 18th um, rush attempt, 17th passing touchdowns with 21. That's it. Really, you kind of like all of those numbers. So the question comes back to what in the hell happened Monday night? And here is the defensive coordinator and his take on why Monday night did not go the way you wanted it to. We all feel that we're a heck of a lot better than what we showed on uh, on, on Monday night. But uh, when when you play an offense as good as Buffalo's and you're not on your A game, something like that can happen. Um, and we made some uncharacteristic mistakes in the uh, uh, in coverage um, that that just led to explosive plays that didn't need to happen. Um, we had some opportunities. One of those Murphy's Law type games where anything that could go wrong would go wrong. Uh, we get an interception from Fred that uh, gets called back from an illegal contact. Um, Fourth and two, had a felt like we had a stop, but um, you know on a uh, on a potential penalty, but uh, don't get the call. Uh, just a lot of little things that just happen. And, and to their credit, uh, to their credit, they they do a phenomenal job executing and and straining you and making sure that you're on your A game at all times during the game. And so um, the the big thing was is just to show the guys that Monday night does not define the the. What the group has accomplished both offensively defensively and special teams for that matter so uh we've got a lot of confidence we're uh we got washington coming in and it's we got to pick up pick up and, and get going again so we're still, we're still in this thing it you kind of the more he talks and the more you i'm not i don't mean this is an insult he just kind of like lulls you to sleep he's got that politician kind of answer where it doesn't matter what the hell he's talking about. He'd be talking about like a hurricane and people dying, whatever. He's going to make you feel better about things. It's just who he is. And it's a big reason why he's going to be a head coach. But man, no adjustments in personnel just hurt. You know, you brought the blitzes, some um, blitz 12 times. But personnel, you, I don't think you put your players in a chance to be successful. Now you give Robert Sala all the key pieces. He's going to be the best in the business. But whenever you have a deficiency, literally one deficiency, and you go up against an offensive coordinator that's willing to exploit just one position, you're going to lose that game. Again, a law, Miami, or Buffalo. They went after the exact same player one time, 
um, the entire game just over and over and over again until it was done. And it, that happened in both those games. Now, um, I will say this. Uh, Channel Wanderer says we might get a third of Sayla goes. That is correct. And I do think Sayla is going. Robert Saul is going to be the head coach of the Detroit Lions. If he doesn't get there, he's going to be the head coach somewhere else. He's just, it's going to happen. Now, because he's a minority and we talked about this, the team that allowed him to progress, that person, that whoever hires him away, the 49ers will get two third-round picks. We will get a third-round pick this year in 2021 draft and a third-round pick in 2022. Now, it is after the compensation picks of that third round, which usually there's about five. Um, so it's a pick right around kind of 100. Uh, that's where it's going to be. But that is a very valuable pick. Make no mistake about it. So that does help uh, with draft capital. There's no doubt about it. But the defense this year definitely hasn't been the issue. Uh, you can go back to the 2019 year. Well, guess what? The defense got shredded some there too, whether it was the Saints game, whether it was the Ravens game, whether it was one of the Seahawks games. Those games happen every year to every team. Look at the... <laughs> Uh, what's it called? The Pittsburgh Steelers losing to Colt McCoy. <laughs> or no, sorry. They lost to Alex Smith. I'm sorry. Uh, Colt McCoy beat the Seattle Seahawks. Every team goes through those in the NFL. There's just parody. That's what it is. Um, but I don't think that you let the defense off the hook completely. Um, they've been good. They've been good enough to win. They haven't been great. Um, and again, the injuries, that's not enough. That's not enough. Um, it's not there. Yeah, Kells, I do think Salo will become a head coach. I do believe that, and I think it's going to happen. Um, Bruce, oh, I love it. Listening from Tahiti, first time live. Thanks, John. Love your content. Uh, Bruce is a good cat. He, uh, we've emailed back a few times. I just want to say thank you again. Uh, very jealous of your current location, but uh, thank you so much for the continued support, and welcome to the first live broadcast, man. I love it. Now, next Friday or Saturday, we will be, uh, sorry, this Friday or Saturday. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get an episode out tomorrow. I still have a Patreon video uh, breakdown that I have to get for the offense versus the Bills. So I'm probably going to get that done tomorrow. Then Fridays for teachers are pretty rough, just so you know. <laughs> Those are rough days. Uh, but Saturday, we will be back with our Washington performance and breakdown and all that kind of stuff. But before we do that, I don't, I'm not done yet. Because I was watching the player press conferences, and I saw this awesome clip. Um, couldn't share it, unfortunately. Uh, they'll take it down off YouTube. Uh, different protocols, but whatever. It, and so I got this quote. This is the exact quote from Matt Barrows. And the ties between 49ers and Washington franchise, they're a lot. <laughs> Obviously, you have Kyle Shanahan, who was the play caller there, who got fired, him and his dad, by Dan Snyder terrible terms they hate each other with a passion but even more than kyle shanahan and we'll talk some about this on saturday trent williams trent williams trent williams hates this franchise with everything that he has everything that he has now listen to this he was asked today by washington area beat writers whether <laughs> whether he being in the team's uh, ring of honor, talking about Washington, is important to him. So again, Washington beat writers asking Trent Williams today, do you want to be, is it important to you, to be in the Washington ring of honor? Here's the quote from Trent Williams. Quote, I am a San Francisco 49er now, and my goal is to end up in their ring of fame. 
Oh, burn. Just burn. How crazy is that? This guy's played 12 games. 12. 12 games for us. He was with them for seven years. This is the difference between a good locker room and a poor one. I love it. They lied about his injuries. They blocked his trades. They leaked his medical stuff. They docked his pay for having a cancerous tumor on his head. This dude is going to kill people this Saturday. But it's not just them either. Obviously, you have Alex Smith with the 49ers. Um, I don't think Alex Smith has ill will towards any human being, animal. <laughs> He's just the nicest guy that's ever been. Um, it's hard not to root for him. I love Alex Smith. Obviously, I want them to lose this week. But Alex Smith, obviously his time, he was picked number one overall here, was with the 49ers for a long time, went through five <laughs> offensive coordinators before he got traded um, to the Kansas City Chiefs, and they traded him to Washington. But uh, that's going to be pretty cool. Seeing The only thing that would have made this better if it was an actual home game and we were in San Francisco or Santa Clara. Um, anyway, Jordan Reed, Tom Compton, they have Reuben Foster, other teams that don't care if uh, you hit women and whatever else. Um, the Washington's really, really high on that list. It's so, oh, man, this is, I get that it's not a huge important game. Both of these teams are the same record, five and seven. The difference is Washington's in first place in their division. <laughs> They're in the JV. I get it. Um, you know, the NFC East is trash. The NFC West is a whole other thing. This is going to be a fun game. I'm pretty excited to jump into the film that's out there because, man, it's just going to be a lot of fun. So excited about it. We've got a lot more stuff. we got our giveaway. Get your Spotify entrances in, your top podcasts. If you're not on Spotify, don't worry. We know you're not as cool as the rest of us. Not everybody can be cool. I get it. You help us know that we're cool if you don't listen to Spotify. I just got some uh, negative reviews on that one, I'm sure. But if you listen to iTunes or whatever, a screenshot of your top podcast or your most listened podcast, email it over. Still haven't decided on that next gift that's going out. Um... 49ers rush podcast at gmail.com or at jl underscore chapman on twitter those things make my day man um i think we're at x episode like 340 or something we've been going for a while and some of you guys have been with us for a while um, guys and girls it's pretty cool uh just the relationship going back and forth so uh please reach out kind words are always appreciated and i just want to say thank you because uh man we got the best listeners in the freaking world i don't even think it's close you are the best until next time Stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.